summer, dudes. How how's it going? How's how's your week? Not not yours, yours. How's your week? I hope it's good. Yeah, me too. Don't know why they're not replying. Just because they're out in public. You guys are rude. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, season two. We're back. So, so we ready. did enough to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't call it a comeback. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, this this week's episode. It was like. Oh, new thing. We're doing this at the end instead of the start now. So, like, we're all, like, informed with that future sense in that, which is pretty... Time travel. Some of that looper shit, bro. Which, actually, if you loop the episode, then you can hear it in the order that it was recorded. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like, this week's episode, I I found, like, I found myself tripping up over my words, left, right, and centre, which is pretty fun. Mm -hmm. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We did the thing. We talked about politics when we said we never, ever, ever, ever would. Yep, we talked about politics, uh, like topics we're fully, wholly unqualified, and guitar stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah, we talked a lot about in- in- inclusivity um, and why it's important to talk to people, uh, why it's important to share your views, no matter kind of which side of, of any argument you're on, um, and why it's good to just be good to people. Yeah. Don't be a dick. 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 Uh, you got that coming up? This is Animus, Season 2, Episode 1. There's no dick jokes at the intro anymore. But you will get music. I love music. Enjoy it. Animus. Animus. Hey man. Hey buddy, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm 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 doing uh I'm trying to think of a play on words for season two and I've got nothing. I'm doing season two good, man. You know, like two like It's really not too bad. I'm gonna fucking go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh... <laughs> um, hey buddy. <laughs> hey. Um, okay, I'm a bit out of practice. This is who have, you, who have you been podcasting with without me? No, I <laughs> yeah, meant to tell you. Fuck! I've actually been really successful on the side. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Um, no, just excited. We promised the people to level up. Yeah. So I'm excited to get that XP. Yeah, um, I've brought exactly the same equipment with a different stand. So it's different. <laughs> it's higher this time. <laughs> so that's kind of all that they wanted, right? That's They were like, yeah. they wanted you to physically level up so the microphone <laughs> is physically like two inches taller. Yeah, hey guys, could you just uh, put the voices up a bit? You mean like physically in the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they wanted us to raise the levels, <laughs> raise the levels. And let's be honest, who isn't going to ask for an extra couple of decibels nice yeah, nice. yeah. that was good you've yeah. been sitting on that for a while <laughs> John you're not supposed to tell them they can only hear it <laughs> amazing ah, so good so mm-hmm. we're a week or so into the new year mm-hmm. has it been <laughs> it's a bit a bit of preemptive war a large yeah. chunk of the world is on fire yeah. um, and you know it's like Come back to the office and stuff was waiting for you there, which yeah. all equally is bad. So how's the new year treating you so far? Uh, it's okay. So I'd, uh, I'd kind of, in my head, prepped this episode. Yep. And then the world happened and I was sort of like, is that still relevant? <laughs> but I think it is. Yep. I think life has to go on, even if it's uh, terrifying. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you can't you can't spend every minute of every day like just panicking over the news because never I think, anything done. I think like initially. So I, I got a. I th- this is fun information. I got a Google Nest for like free for being a YouTube premium person. Yay! Um, um, not yet, anyway. <laughs> um, but like every morning now, it like it turns on my light. I'm like, oh my god, I live in the future, and then it starts telling me the news. No, <laughs> and, but that's the thing. I got it in the new year, so like the first news announcement was like, uh, President Trump decides that he wants to fuck up everyone's day. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a, like hit the snooze story. Back to <laughs> yeah. bed. No, still dreaming. This can't. No, <laughs> I will try again later. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, besides everything in the world, it's kind of all right. Good. New year, new me, mate. New year, new me. Fresh start. <laughs> yep. <sighs> yep. How are you? How are you finding? How are you finding twenty twenty? Like. The, what's your vision like? Is it crystal clear? You got new focus, my friend. Yeah, to, yeah. Twenty twenty yeah. jokes. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I get it. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. sight, nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I saw, I saw that meme uh, just before Christmas, where it's like, just and like this, like my life's not that bad, but where uh, it's someone that's like, um, <laughs> just when you, <laughs> just when you think. Um, uh, your life's back on track and then it's got like the Joker being hit by the taxi and it's like car troubles <laughs> that is that is my year so far um, immediately like do you know what man actually this is really really good no it's not yeah yeah so, so did you see the state of- yeah I, I sort of I walked through obviously that that's a I assume a Grimaldi special because he was he was he was working on your vehicle and now I see it's uh... it's literally so much worse off than it was <laughs> I love that boy so much. <laughs> so, it was at a point where uh, he recommended I didn't drive it, and now it's at a point where even if I wanted to, <laughs> I can't remember if it was him or if it was you who told me that it's now at the point that we're like, if you turn over this engine, that could be it. Like, I like, I can't remember the name of the grenades, which are just like shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's on your drive. Um, yeah. Which is good, just open to the world. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Cool, 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 cool. We're, cool. we're almost there. Yeah. Soon. So. Yeah. Excited about that. Excited Good. about having freedom again. We uh, we wrapped up season one with me talking about how like my head gets a little foggy when I can't get to the gym. So <laughs> this year <laughs> haven't been able to go to the gym. That's, that's been good. That's cool. I mean, have you have you got any sort of like at home workout tips for the people? I moved the table. I moved this table. Oh, you moved this table. I did. Holy shit. So gains. Yeah. So basically, if anyone is looking to uh, sort of do home workouts 2020 new year new me start doing so just move furniture yeah do furniture furniture yeah, yeah. <laughs> feng shui feng shui with your furniture your furniture <laughs> <laughs> yes just move heavy stuff from point A to point B yeah I've been doing that with uh, I mean so okay so there we go I've got like a, a electronic scale thing my my life is filled with like cheap shitty Chinese imports gadgets Chinese import gadgets basically um but yeah, I've got one that's sort of like app integrated. It tells me about my like weight over time and stuff. And I've been sort of gaining, mu- like genuinely gaining muscle mass by carrying around something quite heavy. And the heavy thing is me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm officially like, I'm at my chunkiest I've ever been. Cool, so, cool. But it's winter and it's been cold. And I've been <laughs> doing better than ever, to be honest. <laughs> that's good. Glad to hear it. 
I remember, I remember seeing KC for the first time in fucking ages. This was probably like a good year, maybe two years ago. Um, I hadn't seen him for ages, and I saw him. And his first thing he said to me was like, "Fuck, dude, you got fat." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe." And then now I literally have technology telling me like, "Hey, dude, you, you got fat." Yeah, that's just that's just KC though. He's just he's, so sweet. Uh, he's like he's straight to the point. So it's like you got fat. Let's have sex. That's <laughs> just. It is a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he might have that as a tattoo somewhere <laughs> on his body. <laughs> how are we? How are we getting Casey on this show? Because I'm I'm looking for an excuse and I can't because he's obviously he's started his new career, which is fantastic, but it means that we can't be like, hey, tell us about creative stuff because like I I work hard at this yeah. thing I really want to do. What's what's the excuse going to be? Are we going to bring in like a panel? How are we going to... We should um, just be like, hey man, could you just hold this guitar for me? And then he'll be like, sure. And then he'll hold it. And instinctively, because all guitar players do, he'll start mm. playing. And he'll be like, bam, you're a musician. <laughs> I got you. On the show. And it's about goddamn time too. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Christian, just see you next week. See you next week. Yep. 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 So, new year. New stuff. New stuff. Have you have you set yourself any new stuff? A little bit. Yeah? A little bit, but I am quite hindered by living in the Shire. Yeah. And not having wheels. So, have you got new plans for Tesco? Or Have I got what? New plans for Tesco? What's new plans for Tesco? Well, it's the only thing we have here. And if this is where you are... Fair point, yeah, yeah. Um... So no, not really. No, not really. I I, I had plans to uh, to to get some stuff in motion, but all I did was play guitar a bit. That's cool though. Yeah. I, I you've been playing guitar fairly regularly. Fairly regularly, yeah, daily almost. Yeah, like yeah. almost every single day. Yeah, just uh, just the one yeah. one riff though. Yeah, any more than that is a bit excessive. Yeah, don't be weird. Yep, yep. So. Have, have we have we plugged your Instagram yet? Have we ever done that? No, uh, maybe in the show notes, not on air with our mouths. Yeah? Yep, said yep. that. Yeah, cool. I'm with the <laughs> Johnny Hawkwind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Hawkwind. At Johnny Hawkwind. At Johnny Hawkwind. I love that name. I know. It's, great it's, it's so good. Like, where, where did Johnny Hawkwind come from? So, my initial... Um, can I say it? I suppose I can say it. It's too late. You've started. Everyone, yeah. Otherwise, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? Why would he say it? Well, because my, my initial uh, Instagram handle was just my name and then my birth year. And um, <laughs> I thought, like, I'm not, I'm definitely not famous, but that is a bit doxy. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a little bit like if I annoy anyone, they'll be like, motherfucker, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I, I found you and your birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they could, like, book a doctor's appointment <laughs> with that much information. Yeah. Um, but years ago, uh, I had a buddy called Aaron, um, who, who you know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't know why, but there was a, a friend of his that always used to just instinctively call me Johnny. Never used to call me John, never yep. used to call me Jonathan, don't know why. Um, <clears throat> and then one day, Aaron just told me, he was like, I heard someone call you Johnny Hawkwind the other day, and I don't know if it was a mistake or deliberate, and then it just kind of... <laughs> there it is yeah and then I wouldn't I wouldn't hear it for years and then it would just pop up every now and then and then when I came I was like I should probably change my Instagram name I was like that's really funny yeah because it's a proper like dad rock 
Yeah, I, like, I can imagine the wind blowing through your hair, yeah. just like all the way up, like high notes, just <laughs> waist high blue jeans. Oh, amazing. No shirt. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, fuck it. That's, uh, that's good fun. And then my, as soon, uh, I actually couldn't believe it. As soon as I changed my Instagram name, I like smashed through the 300 followers. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe, maybe cool. funny names are in. That's yeah. cool. So, um, uh, so yeah, um, and plus, like when I was looking at my uh, my Instagram followers and people that I follow, I was like, mm, no one uses their real name. <laughs> Stop being a librarian about this. <laughs> I'm so I'm thinking about doing another, another, another new Instagram. Another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So like, because I've got I got some. I want to do a refresh on my like my social media is pretty weak in general. We've talked about like the band and the fact that we need to get better at that. But also for me individually, I want to start doing some other stuff. So I want to have a new online presence. And I cannot find any fucking handle. <laughs> I've been playing with re Mikey Russell, like as in like regarding, yep. yeah. But it's a bit like is is like like a loose email pun really what I'm <laughs> going to go for. <laughs> it's very like very on brand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm truly genuinely envious. Like looking at yours, like that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb as shit, but apparently people like it. So yeah, I fuck with it. It's cool. But yeah, every single day, every single day for the last some days, yes. uh, you have, I, yeah, I, I pledged to do the one riff a day challenge, uh, courtesy of, she shreds magazine which is a, uh, a female focused uh female guitar player and bass player focused magazine and um, but they opened the challenge up to anyone it didn't matter kind of like who you were or what level you were at your instrument it was just like if you feel like you've hit a creative block or you just kind of need a challenge this is for you um you don't really there's not really any kind of purpose to this other than to drive yourself there is a prize at the end but i'm assuming i'm assuming my beard means I might not win it. Who what? knows? Um, so you're telling me on day 29, you're going to get out the clippers and oh just... Yes. <laughs> the eyeliner's going on. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically it's just to to pledge to play your instrument for at least five minutes a day um, and uh, to record um, something. Could be a cover, could be a jingle, could be original. Doesn't have to be, you know, some fully produced song. It just has to be there you can unplug your guitar if you want you yeah. can knock out smoke on the water or you can do some ridiculous sh shred thing it's up to you you can change instruments you can use the keyboard you can use the bass actually you probably can't use keyboard no you can shred on a keyboard yeah for sure yeah so. worst case scenario keytar just like amazing yeah so um, and honestly it's been really fun like the days where it's been tough have sucked mm -hmm. i just like i don't want to play my guitar i certainly don't want to write anything um but then it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, you look like a dickhead now. Like you've pledged to it. And also you'll feel like a dickhead. Yeah. Like if I get to like day, I don't know what's today, like today's day eight, I still, as of this recording, I still need to record one. Um, do that now. Let's on air. Do it. Like um, what if you write a song right now? <laughs> um, yeah. If I, if I got to like day seven and then skip day eight and then was like, oh, it's day nine. I'll just look back and be like, chump. Yeah. Sucks to be you. I think actually, especially on the days where you really don't want to do it, I think it's almost like a controlled environment version of learning how to break through that mental barrier. Yeah. So, you know, you have to do it. So, like, well, I don't want to, or, or nothing's coming, or whatever. It's just sort of like, well, you gotta. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of days ago, I had a really, really bad day with it. I'd sat down for hours, and I think it was Sunday, and I was in a properly bad mood. Yeah. I was just like, I can't write anything. 
there's no covers I want to do. All the stuff I was trying to, I was like, oh man, like there's a lead bit here from someone else's song that I really want to learn. Yeah. And I'd look at the tab and be like, I don't have time to learn that tonight. That's going to take me like some time. Um, and then I was like, oh, there's a like an old kind of stoner rock riff, sort of doom riff that I really, really want to record. It's a really cool riff. Recorded it immediately, ban hammer within like five minutes. Warner Music was like, nope. <laughs> so, so did, did you have the music playing in the background? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I didn't think anything of it. I just, A, yeah. a it's an Instagram video, but also I'd put the, I'd put who the artist was. Um, and then, yeah, they just, they were like, nope. Yeah. I, I feel like the world hasn't like, there is no, nobody's really standardized like what you can and can't do. Yeah. Some people are like, that's cool. That's like free promo. Yeah. Amazing. And other people are like, you played our song. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and it's, it's weird because I, I shared it on my story, which is what I've been doing. Um, and I was like, people are still seeing this. And then it occurred to me that it was blocked in a bunch of countries. And one of those countries was the UK. So like the six people that saw my story were just people from around the world. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so frustrating. Um, so then I had to record it on like, it, it was just one of those moments where I was like, I've just broken through. I'd just done it. I hadn't been wanting to do it all day. Yep. And then it was like, do it again, motherfucker. And I actually wasn't. I, in my head, I was like, you've done it. You've done what you need to do. And I was like, but you'd look like a dickhead. Uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah. But it's been fun. It has been fun. Um, it's been interesting trying different styles as well. Like, yeah. Because that, that's the cool... I, like, I, know for, I know that you play lots of different styles and I think some people might assume that you play mostly metal guitar I think we have to fight you to make you like tune down but but I, I think I think what's cool is the fact that like the the, the riffs that you've chosen so far have been really genuinely eclectic yeah. which has been it's made it kind of exciting to see you say because it's a bit like what we get yeah, yeah. yeah I actually haven't done anything heavy maybe I'll maybe I'll do that today or maybe I won't do anything and then on the last day, it will just be something horrible. <laughs> you do do something like go for like a really avant-garde thing. So you'll just hold the guitar, <laughs> let the feedback rise, cut. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then I can just tour that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just art music right there. Yes. Um, but no, it's been really, really cool, and I um, this will make more sense contextually later into the series, but. I pledge, or I, I, it's the word I'm looking for. I push anyone to do a challenge like this because as soon as you put it out there, as soon as you tell people, you kind of have to get out of your own way and just do it. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to go on too many tangents, but I'm reading a book that a man to my left bought me um, called The. Ooh. Oh, go on. You know this. It's a the, riff on the other one. War of Art. The War of Art. The War of Art. I was like, the Art of War? No. <laughs> and then Sun Tzu said, decapitate one of them and the rest will follow soon. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a real thing. <laughs> um, you also bought me that one. <laughs> I just want to get shit done, yeah. mate. Um, and, so uh, I just have to take that. That's like the biggest warning shot. Ever. Just like, hey, read this book. I've been reading it too. <laughs> Can't wait to work together. It would have been weirder if you'd bought me the 
Art of War brought me the War of Art, then brought me the Art of War. <laughs> <laughs> Just a heads up, mate. If you don't do the first one, I basically I barely ever read, so what I have to do is sort of give you a book. You can tell me if it's good, and then I can like be like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the truth. Um, but basically, that talks about, and I would like to go over that book in more depth on the show. Yeah, but talks about resistance and essentially getting out of your own way and realizing that <clears throat> resistance will kind of creep up and be like, you don't want to do this. You're not good enough. Um, I man, just take a day off. Like you'll be fine. Um, you know, go go grab an extra coffee. You don't need to sit down at the typewriter yet, or you don't need to bust the pencil out. Like, and it's kind of interesting reading all of this stuff about how resistance kind of manifests and how like the the hardest thing to do is to just sit down and do it. Yeah, and then it's done, and you're like, oh shit, is that it? <laughs> yeah, because <clears throat> if you're a writer, then you know how to write. If you're a guitar player, you know how to play guitar. If you enjoy going to the gym or you enjoy running you know how to run like that's not the difficult bit the difficult bit is lacing your shoes up or plugging your amp in or you know sitting down at at your laptop or your typewriter and actually doing it doing the thing Um, and for me that's been a lot of this just like just executing and for me I'm quite a I don't want to say perfectionist because it makes you sound like a dickhead but quite a dickhead yeah guess I'm a dickhead (laughs) yeah um but I second guess myself a lot and I kind of want to be like, I want everything to be just right. Um, and with these, I've kind of been like first taking as much as I possibly can mm-hmm. because I know that other, like I could just go. Take it, could, after, it could be your day. Yeah, yeah. Like take after take after take. And sometimes it's just like, okay, maybe it's not perfect. Maybe it's, you know, maybe the angle's gross and I've got like a double chin or maybe the lighting is bad or maybe you can hear text snoring in the background which has been almost all seven <laughs> videos so far um, but it's like fuck it like it's not you know uh, this isn't some major label debut it's an Instagram video I'm like yeah, no. doesn't matter and people seem to like it so. yeah I enjoy it thanks Just keep doing it for me mate keep doing it for me don't worry I won't let you down um I'm just trying to think, like, the we did say that we were going to do the the War of Art as, like, a book club thing. Mm. Um, how do we want to do... So, we've said that we want to do, like, some kind of book club-y kind of thing, in the same sort of way that we've been talking about um, Evangelion, where it's sort of like a... It's more of a collaborative thing, let people know before we do it, so yeah. we're not spoiling it and stuff like that. Should we, should we put it out there that we're going to do a sit-down talk about specifically that book on an episode and then other people have the opportunity to read it if they want to? Yes. Yes. So when do you want to do it? What episode? Oh, I don't know. Check in the schedule. Check in the schedule. Like a proper grown-up. Yeah, just, just because, like... I don't know, I think it'd be I think it'd be fun, like give you guys the opportunity to, to pick it up because we, we might read it and think it's amazing, but you might read it and think it's... Less so. I, like, I get, I get super, <laughs> not good. I get super pumped up on like, like, just, just do the thing quotes. Like anything that kind of lurches me forward just a little bit, just gives me a, a little bit of like get up and go. I, I dig. But I know there's other people that are a bit like, uh, that's <laughs> a bit like gross is the word that I'd use. But it's, <laughs> it's just it's some people find that kind of like inspirational quote thing a bit like well do you live in the real world like do you <laughs> yeah. do you even understand it's like yeah yeah I've, I've spent a lot of time in the real world a lot of it is not wonderful so sometimes <laughs> it's nice to have somebody just psych you up so you can go and do something wonderful yeah. I think uh, talking of kind of self-help books and, and motivation um, the ever famous uh, subtle art subtle art yeah. of not giving a funk um, was kind of a response to that is that what the, uh, the asterisks <laughs> yeah. are for? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. 
Uh, <laughs> I was going to try and like develop that into a funk joke, and I was like, I don't know enough about funk. Um, but sorry, February twenty third. February twenty third. That is episode. What ep- what episode? Seven. Episode seven. Cool. Episode seven. Book club. My dudes. My dudes. That's the war of art, and it's by someone. This nerd. Is it, it is it in is it in reaching distance? No, it's in my bag, which is in the other room. <sighs> I have the, the internet. I have a bag of books <laughs> in front of me. Um, what books do I have? So the only book I've got on me is the idea in you: how to find it, build it, and change your life. <laughs> God. Have you read it yet? No. I've, okay, I've, that's not a good start if you're speaking about it like that. <laughs> no, it's just like again talking about sort of sometimes it just being over the top and a bit yeah. and a bit gross. But I, li- I like the premise. Like the uh, everyone has got this like it's like the whole everyone's got a book in them. Like everyone's got a yeah, cool yeah. idea that they can develop. Um, I ha- like I, I don't want to go into too many particulars just in case I pick it up at some point. But I I've been talking to as many people as I can find about a book idea that I thought someone else had told me and I can't find the someone. I'm like, but it's such a fucking cool idea. Um, and the person who I thought told me was like, it's not mine. And now I'm like, do I write this book only to find out later on that actually it was someone else's idea? Like, what do you do with that? I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I Google don't, as many variations of it as you can. Yeah, well, I, I have. And, and, <laughs> but shockingly, there's, the, it's because it's, it's like writing out a synopsis and be like, no one used exactly my words. What are you playing? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just one of those things where like, I would love to explore the idea, but I'm like, is it mine? Because my head's telling me it's not, but everyone else around me is going like, yeah, that's <laughs> you. Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like having something from your childhood. Like, you ever had something that you remember from your childhood and you can't figure out what the fuck it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's like you spend you spend years Googling and one day you'll just sort of like stumble across it. It's like, oh, that's the one. Yeah. Um, or like a jingle or something. Yeah. Um, a bit of a song like yeah. the whisper of a song yeah it's weird the way the, the human brain does that I remember um, this is kind of completely off topic but sort of not cool. so I was a big Harry Potter fan when I was growing up fuck it still am um, and I read all the books when I was a kid and you know how you get a an image of someone in your head mm-hmm. um, like all of the characters will have a face that you will kind of attribute to them um, and I was in, I was walking through school one day and I can't remember who the character was, but I passed a girl that was, I think, like a year or two above us. And it was the face that I had projected yeah. onto this character. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? And then my mind was like, no, no, it's all good. You haven't like brought this person to life. Because <laughs> again, it's, it's a, rightly or wrongly. And I've heard so many different people say so many different things about dreams. I don't know. Do we dream in color? Do we dream? <laughs> but one of the, one of the things supposedly is the fact that to fill in some of the blank spaces will bring in faces that we've seen in yeah. our lives. Um, I'm, I wonder if that's true, or I wonder if whether or not if you if you're able to actually sit down and watch your dreams as like a film, how many like blank spaces that, you're, <laughs> that yeah. your brain is just sort of like, nah, something over there. Don't look at it. It'll be fine. <laughs> It's like the like the budget animation style stuff. Like, okay, so these people don't move, and um, yeah. but it works. It yeah. works because your your mind's just like, yep, that's that's happening. Yep, yeah. It's again, it's the whole it is the whole book thing. Where it's sort of like your your imagination takes you somewhere, 
and you fill in the blanks, which is often why people are like, the film's not as good. It's like, yes. yeah, because it wasn't tailor-made to you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of, uh, I guess you could call it the beautiful thing about books, is you are literally creating a story. You're creating a world yourself. Yeah. Um, so, like, you will never have the same experience of the book as anyone else. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that, again, like, so many books that become films kind of flop um, or not necessarily flop they generally do well but usually people will throw their toys out a lot more about book movies yeah. um, because it's just like well it's not what I wanted and it's like yeah because nothing is what you <laughs> wanted like <laughs> I would almost I would almost go as far as to say that when you get books where they Harry Potter's a really easy example because on the uh, the initial editions when, when we were growing up when they were first coming out they all had uh, they all had art but mm-hmm. the art there was actually regional variants for it so different places had different uh, images but um, because there was accompanying art by specific uh, illustrators or or painters or digital, digital artists it meant that you already despite the descriptions you already knew what some of the characters looked like then when it came back around for the cursed child the actual the actor who was playing Hermione was she was black and it was the case that everyone was like wait what but Hermione isn't and then sort of JK Rowling came back around and said well no the description I said was she had curly hair and that was <laughs> it's like yeah yeah but you did have accompanying art though and yeah. that's and I think if the art had never existed then people would have had the, their opportunity to actually for people all over the world they could see themselves in these characters more yeah. if these character descriptions weren't so filled out that everything was already sort of bolted down it would have meant that people globally would have been able to see themselves in it yeah. but by accompanying it with the art and then sort of saying well this is what I said in the book it's a bit like 100% and that's amazing and she's retrospectively put in a lot of more more inclusive elements to the writing and to the product that wasn't initially there and it's kind of cool and it's also people are kind of annoyed with it because it's sort of like well this was this was this always the intention it was <laughs> yeah. the, the the Dumbledore is gay thing yeah. it was just a bit like fine like cool no worries but you're speaking of it as if certain things were sort of like well this is a, a fact he's, he's always been it's like that's cool, yeah. <laughs> but this does this is sort of retroactive, yeah. More than anything else, you're um, kind of you're essentially going back and be like, did I say anything to counter this? No, then that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly that. Like, I am so a hundred percent like down for more people being represented in media. I think it's needed. Um, I my only issue is when people want to almost bandwagon it and make yeah. it a selling point, like I say retroactively. It's a bit like. Why don't Why don't you just write something new that's cool? Yeah. Like, if if you can make it work, obviously with the Fantastic Beast stuff, I think they've included more of uh, Elvis Dumbledore's character, which is like fantastic, and they've made that that work. But I think, yeah, I like just write cool characters that are already allowing people to project themselves onto it, see people that they know, see their family and their community. Not everyone is like a thirty-something-year-old white dude. There is, there's <laughs> yeah. other people out there. Um, I say, um, just kind of riffing on that. There was a. I'm not going to go into details, but obviously Ricky Gervais stirred the pot a bit um, oh. with his Golden Globe speech, and there was a. Um, one of his lines was uh, the, is it the Hollywood Foreign Press or something? Mm-hmm. Is incredibly racist, and then apparently a cameraman 
with clearly a chip on his shoulder or just his head screwed on straight zoomed the zoomed the shot out to just show what was almost predominantly a room full of white people it was yeah. like Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> uh, like on the beat as well. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, the Hollywood Foreign Press is uh, is racist, and then just yeah, just like here's a room full of white people <laughs> to prove my point. Yeah, I, I just, I, it's it's one of the conversations a lot of people are having about sort of comic books and Marvel, where it's like when uh, massive Marvel spoilers, but Jane Foster picks up the hammer and becomes, and she gains the power of Thor, and what? by extension, becomes Thor. And people are like, well, what, why don't you just, why are you doing that? Thor's a, a big bloke, why is that happening? Like, one, I'm a bit like, simmer the fuck down. All those old comics still exist. This is an opportunity to explore a new character. But two, I do understand what they're saying in the fact that, sort of like, why are you doing this to Thor? And part of me feels like, why don't you just write new cool characters? Yeah. Like, why don't you just give us something? There's a lot of these characters that are from a time before we started getting better at being people um, <laughs> so it would be cool to start maybe drawing some lines and basically saying this is this is us now and yeah. going forward yeah I'm yeah. not I'm not the right person to broach this subject I, like certain things that I'm saying here are a bit like am I even in trying to just be real and genuine I'm a bit like it's the wrong voice to be carrying it no I do, I do understand what you mean um, it's one of those things where it's I think people are kind of like writers trying to be better, trying to do the right thing, but kind of doing it a bit haphandedly, haphazardly, yeah. is that the word? Ham-fisted, Ham-fisted yeah. Because yeah. um, you're kind of like, rather than, rather than just kind of writing new characters the same way you would write any new character, but making them, you know, not just making them a straight white dude, by kind of like taking a, an already established character and kind of picking this a different kind of label to put on them it does feel a bit like eh like I understand it because it's a good thing you know it's good to have like headline names and, and big characters and stuff be a part of these other communities but then as you say it's kind of like well why you know why can't why can't you just have like an LGBT superhero why does it have to be a superhero that is now gay or is now a woman or is now a person of color it's like why can you not like why do you need to change why can you why is it so difficult to just give minorities their own like their own superhero yeah and saying that out loud feels gross but i don't i don't want it to be like leave our superheroes alone give them their own that's not that's not my yeah. point at all my point is set is that we need to do better i think as a society rather than trying to kind of shoehorn trying to shoehorn things into these how can I word it try and kind of like shoehorn into these communities just be like well why would they not be yeah, a person of colour why would they not be a part of the like LGBT community why would they not be trans why would they not be you know a, a woman like it, yeah it's I think I think by trying to kind of get it right a lot of people get it wrong yeah my, my main concern is rather than it being expressing uh, someone's real story and real background and real sort of community that they come from, they sort of take a pre-existing IP, like intellectual property, just something that already exists, 
puts on the new label. Yeah. And then they're like, look, we can sell this now. Rather than actually show the person, the background, and the different way of life. I think, I think like, Miles Morales works really well because he is his own person with his own background, with his own different kinds of struggles. Yeah. Rather than sort of taking a character like Peter Parker and saying, actually, he's always been XX and X. Yeah. Where it's a bit like, okay, but we've already seen this background and none of the, none of the sort of, none of the hardships that come with being, being any way sort of different from what's currently being broadcast across the rest of the media yeah. is, is being shown. And I think the more that we get more voices, more backgrounds, more people, and more perspectives into things. The better we can understand each other. I think if we, I think if we saw more media being produced, let's say we saw more media coming from Asia, and we saw that on daytime television, yeah. then we'd be more likely to understand what life's like in yeah. these different areas. And as it stands right now, I don't think we're getting that kind of insight. We don't see what day-to-day living is like. So it's sort of. Yeah, it's just it's, the, it's. I saw a quote, and I, I wish I could remember what the director's name was, but it was. Um, I think it was for the Golden Globes. A film won an award, and um, I'm talking about films with subtitles. And what they're saying is, once Western audience audiences get over the one inch barrier, which is just the subtitles, then they are opened up to an entire world of film. Bong Joon Ho. Thank you very much. South Korean film director. Cool. Um, yeah, it's like with the, it's like with the, the latest Bond film. Yeah. Um, when when the kind of the rumor mill started about that, everyone was like, "Oh, there's going to be a female Bond," and it was kind of like, that's like first like straight off the bat, that's not what they said, like at all. And obviously, it was that conversation of being like, "Oh, why would you suddenly just make James Bond a woman? Shouldn't be a woman. Just have her own thing." And the like, as far as I'm aware that is exactly what it is it's not a case of she's not suddenly Jane Bond it's not James Bond in a like in a female wig it is 007 is now a woman 007 could be anyone that's the whole point of that that's exactly what that yeah it's so frustrating it isn't a it isn't an assignment it is a number like this is this is just this is just a code name yeah Um, but obviously like it, it was obviously it was the news was kind of not leaked but kind of released mm. in a kind of clickbait um what's the word i heard recently um ah uh, what's the word for not drama but like i don't know too much dead space but um but in such a way that it would sort of stir up a bit of a ruckus yes there was a word for it and it was brilliant because it was exactly what it was um can't think um but yeah it was kind of you could tell that it had been released to the news to generate so much of a conversation which yeah. you know is how how pr that's works that's, that's, yeah. Um, trendy yeah. <laughs> yeah um but it was like it's so difficult for like it's already difficult enough for for like women specifically to to get these kind of like headline roles that you know like kind of the james bonds and like maybe not Star Wars because Star Wars has always been pretty good. Uh, actually, no, it hasn't. I'm yeah, not saying that. Star Trek has been good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very, very difficult to kind of like have these level-headed conversations when you just 
release a story, you know that it's going to piss people off. You know that it's going to put everyone on the back foot and they're going to be like, oh my God, why is there a woman as James Bond? And it's like, you can't just have a level-headed conversation mm. where it's like, well, why can 007 not be a woman? Like, are, you, like, are women incapable of being secret agents? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, and it's, yeah, it's... It's, anno- it's annoying because you it's always angled to generate clickbait. It's always... Uh, always angled to generate controversy it's very difficult to just have like a normal conversation with someone yeah. it's always even if there is the possibility for like a woman or a person of colour or someone from you know, the LGBTQ kind of community Plus. community to um, to kind of get these headline roles that kind of straight white dudes always get yeah. there's always something in the story to, to like set the other side off yeah um, and I think I think the 007 thing was crystal clear. Like, that's exactly what it is. Like, it's so difficult. It's difficult enough. But then when you just like load a story like that, and you're like, "Yeah, Bond's gonna be a woman," and then you have to not only try and somehow justify this, you know, actress's ability to to pull this off, but then you also have to fight through the people that don't understand the story. Um, and yeah, it's I hate the media. I, I need to, I need to know what that word was. But yeah, I think yeah, I, I just. For me personally, I feel like I would benefit from hearing more voices. 100%. Just, even if it's, like, there's there's a degree of representation. There's a degree of the fact that people deserve to be heard. But there's a degree of, like, how about we actually start to create a true dialogue with more people rather than so many people from the same background making the same types of content, which inevitably means that we grow absolutely nothing by ingesting it day in day out outrage porn outrage porn that's the word I think I've seen some of that (laughs) also called outrage media and outrage journalism is any type of media that is designed to evoke outrage for the purpose of generating increased web traffic or online attention which is 100% what it is yeah it's how it's it's how the Greg's Vegan Sausage Roll broke world records. <laughs> what? You're taking away my sausage? Because <laughs> no one gives no one gives enough fucks about sausage roll. It's a really passive thing. Nobody, there's no way Greg's. Mm, well, hang on. But like a Greg sausage roll though. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> but like, there's no way that they could have like launched that traditionally. Yeah. And had it absolutely like <laughs> shake the world yeah. the way it did. It was a part of the conversation. Yes. Um, but you know, you, you hand it over to Pierce Morgan, who is notoriously loud about his opinions. They knew that he was going to be against it. They knew that he was going to have but a problem. But he's quite well balanced. He's quite an, a normal, well balanced. Seems like a nice guy. Vox Populi, mate. Yes. Seems like a, if you're in the supermarket and you look a bit short, sort you out. Don't Absolutely, worry. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Officer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like that. That is just and the the. The whole kind of like anything, man. Like even the election. Like you would you would take these really normal things that say like Labour were pushing, and then the the right wing newspapers would just spin it. Yeah. And they would spin it to into a way where it would only generate the other side of the conversation, um, and then suddenly these pretty minor things suddenly become these huge talking points, mm. and um, and the other side, as it were, can can capitalise. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, um, specifically about 
the way the left and the and the right work and about how people I think in general if they're not fully decided they want to find themselves somewhere in the middle they mm. want to go for like a a reasonable center ground and UK politics I never thought about how important the likes of your EDL your Brexit party and your BNP are because where what, is this going well they create a hard right yeah, which true. makes people who would normally traditionally be on the right actually centre is centre right yeah yeah fair point so we'd have to have some like absolutely wild left wing people <laughs> like like dangerously left wing like I'm gonna feed your plants and you're gonna like it yeah in your sleep kind of deal <laughs> um, to create that degree of balance it was just it's something weird that popped into my head the other day where I was sort of like there's there's left right and then there's hard right which makes right middle not me Kinda. I mean, you do you do have extreme left, not in a not in, not here. Yeah, but not even in a particularly organised way. I can't remember the name of the the group with the balaclavas, the hard wing left oh, people. Um, uh, Antifa. Yeah. Um, I was I was talking about communism when I said hard left, but yeah, that's that couldn't be more in the middle. It's the same for everyone. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just again just something that sort of we we talk about sparking up controversy you almost think of groups like that as being so absurdist that the conversation it generates pushes conversation directions as well what you mean the right the the super hard right yeah Yeah, yeah. well that's kind of one of the things I think we're quite blessed with in the UK is extremism of kind of any kind is pretty poorly tolerated like um, you know people like I'm not going to name names but like leaders of parties of far right parties so UKIP and as you say kind of EDL and, and the BNP and stuff and, and then the more kind of like kind of skin sort of hooligan like violent kind of political parties as well yep. they really just don't get a say like which I mean I personally don't believe in nationalism but it does make you feel quite nice to be from somewhere where it's like like these people are almost laughed at like it's almost like they're never gonna. They're never gonna get into power. Like yeah. we don't. We don't tolerate that shit. Like, we, you know, I'd, I'd say England is, and has been for a while, predominantly a kind of soft right kind of country. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say that's that's fair. I mean, we've got a we've got a very long and complicated history of being a very particular type of people, and I think over time we've certainly we like the idea that we're sort of. I, I, when I think of England, I think of like almost like Arthurian kind of like we're we're all gentlemen and we're all good and we do what's right by our lord and saviour and (laughs) I mean don't look too much into the crusades because I mean really um, but like I I think it's very romanticised like decency I think we we, I think America puts a lot of stock in the self-made man it puts a lot of like if you manage to make make a success of yourself off your own back that is the pinnacle of, of of excellence yeah. I think here it's a it certainly was and I like to think still is um, it's about just being good being decent yeah I remember reading something a while back um, and I don't, I don't know if it was an opinion piece or if it was based on stats I mean I don't know if it could be based on stats but it was talking about England being one of the most tolerant places in the world and that might sound kind of weird considering the, the, the absolute shambles that we've just had in the election Yeah, but it was talking about our kind of ability to sort of band together regardless of 
kind of opinions. Yeah. Like, you, you know, sometimes you will see kind of like the far right and far left groups kind of scrapping. And obviously things got pretty nasty during the last election because it was the first time that we'd had a legitimately left government. Like uh, the Labour government that we had previously was pretty like... Conservative light. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it, what it was, it was, it was very much the same thing, but kind of with just a different coat on. Um, and this is. <laughs> it was literally we just sort of changed the hue. And yeah. It was sort of like, um, and now it's in red. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we ran out of blue in the ribbon. Now, so, um, uh, yeah. Um, but, but as I say, like the 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 kind of properly racist and the properly bigoted kind of groups and people really just aren't allowed like it really will just be like the one drunk guy in a tube and then he might get smacked in a youtube (laughs) it's not you know we don't really have to worry too much the same way the states does where you have like actual organizations actual kind of political parties that have meetings yes yeah and uniforms um (laughs) um yeah which is which is quite a relief i think (laughs) we uh I don't think we like anything too intense in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where it is. Like, tea is our national drink for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I th- yeah. I think there's definitely... Sort of at the end of one of the episodes, before the election, I sort of tried to make a point of just like, no matter what happens, just just get on with your life. Be cool. Be, be yourself and do everything you can to get along with your fellow man. Don't I, be a dick, dick. Yeah, for real. And I think this time round, obviously, the elections now happened. We don't really talk too much. Like, I think that we've probably alluded to some of our, our political feelings, but we don't talk explicitly about policies or people or parties that we think are more suited to lead us into the future. But I think we're in a position now where, no matter what happens, we'll make it work. It may, it may not be what we personally might want, but I think that... I think that whatever happens won't be deliberately evil. Yeah. So I'm willing to to live in a in a society. Live in a society. I'll be, I'll be I'll be willing to participate in that world in the future. There's certainly a couple of twists and turns that over the course of the last decade, England's taken where I've been a bit like, do I want to live here? <laughs> yeah. Um, but right now, I, I I think we're all very anxious about the future. But I'm sort of I'm hoping I, I feel I feel vaguely hopeful that despite whether or not things went the way I wanted or not, that it hopefully will be done with some some decency and and with people at the heart of it. Yeah, I am. I think for for me, I certainly my kind of media bubble is very much kind of tied to my my political views i don't see a lot of of the kind of other side um just just because i found that not just that i disagreed with it but also that i just i didn't really like it because i just felt like the kinds of people that were pushing those views weren't doing it particularly nicely um, yeah, more than a fair comment. Um, so I kind of, you know, I, I removed a bunch of people and I stopped following a bunch of things. And I just, you know, it's just not the not the things I wanted to kind of let into my, my day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, but obviously, because of that, when the election results happened, it was a lot of 
doom and gloom. There was a lot of panic. There was a lot of, well, fuck it. Because, yeah. you know, everything's going to go to shit. Everything's going to be terrible. And it's like, well, no, because the people that are now in power have a job to do. Yeah. And if they, you know, the, if they, it's going to say, let the country light on fire, but that's a terrible, terrible yeah, time not, to comment. Yeah, that's just not. Um, but, you know, if they, if they, if they let it all fall apart and they let, you know, all the rich people take over the world, well, it's, it's not good. Like, that's not, yeah. it's not, you know, the, the, the UK government, or most governments, aren't, the way you see them in video games and films it's yeah. not it's not kind the, of it's not evil tyrants they're just trying to make a quick buck what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no um, but, but it is the case that sort of uh, career politicians are often there because that's a they're making their family proud and there's there's a lot going on in the background there and there are people who have negative intentions but i think those people it is purely fiscal and to be honest there's enough money to go around that's not really the primary concern at this point the concern is making sure that the people are safe, the people are treated with respect, and really we have to talk about the fucking environment at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Definitely getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a... It's a pretty nice... Pretty nice... place to wrap up this... At least this segment. Yeah, I think I think we end this segment. Like, I felt so anxious with most of the things that I've said in this segment. This is the most delicate I've tried to be because by not expressing some views I feel like some of the things that I'm what I want to do is try to create more of a balance for the people who are anxious and nervous but equally it might just sound like I'm on the opposite side to where I actually am (laughs) Um, but equally sort of talking previously about about representation in film it's also a bit like uh, am I well, are you are we the right people to yeah, yeah. no I, I totally understand yeah. um, and you do find that a lot in like heated conversations um, about that subject where some sometimes people are just like well what do you know yeah like um, uh, I remember uh, when there was the whole um, uh, kind of pay gap conversation that was very much in the media um, and the kind of people that were leading the conversation were was kind of it was Hollywood yeah. Um, and Jennifer Lawrence uh, was one of the people that was I don't know what the film was I don't know what the context was but she was talking about how you know it was it was nonsense that you know she was she was in the same films as, as such and such kind of male kind of lead and there was this huge kind of disparity between yeah. the pay yeah um, and everyone was like but you're making millions be quiet like what do you know like you already you know you're worth 30, 40, 50 million whatever it is like you're one of the highest paid women in, in Hollywood. What have you got to complain about? And it's like, well, you've still got something to complain about. Like, just just because she's wealthy doesn't mean she's not allowed to have a conversation about money. Like, yeah. the point still stands that she is doing the same job and similar roles and in a similar niche as some other guys that are maybe making three or four or five times that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like yeah but you you don't have it the worst so now you you just aren't allowed to talk about yeah. it um, and I, I I get it and I don't I I understand that sometimes it can be kind of you know like if you get a bunch of like straight white guys talking about race it's just kind of like this isn't really yeah. your place but then again it's a little bit backwards to be like oh well you can't talk about this thing so I think it's just kind of striking a balance and just making sure that everyone's 
voice is heard. Yeah. I can see you nervously looking at the timer. Oh, it's only, it's only, so I, I don't know if we mentioned this previously, but it's just if we hit an hour in any segment, then the thing just sort of collapses <laughs> and we're at 50 something minutes. But just before we, we go, I'm just sort of, again, it's what we're saying about people who can and can't talk about it. But I think if, if what's being said is there is a certain type of person who has 90% of the pieces on, on the board. And if it's that 90% that can't be engaged, engaged in the conversation, surely it's those people that should effectively be, it's those people who need to change and need to stop sort of acting as gatekeepers. Yeah. So you need to have people, you need to have all people allowed to engage in this and I, I'm just thinking about sort of if you had if you had Robert Downey Jr mm-hmm. so one of the best paid actors in the world um, campaigning for better representation but I, it's, it's a it's a pretty crap analogy because I think everyone will be like thanks like <laughs> good job mate like that's obviously the decent thing to do um, but I think I'd, I, I wonder whether or not there would still be some detractors that would say like why? Why are you talking about it? Yeah. Admittedly, Robert Downey Jr. also played uh, Kurt Lazarus in Tropic Thunder. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 I think RDJ just. It, we can't. We can't talk it, about him as if he's like us mortals. I think that's. Yeah. 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 Um, right. That. What we're saying about ham fisted. I'm pretty sure I ham. Have fit really? Nope. 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 Um, I, th- I think today, I, so I, I think I think I could have done better in this segment. So I, I, if anyone is listening to this and and is and there's anything that I've said that you're a bit like really or you're a bit like uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm doing I'm doing my best for a subject that I am not in any way prepped for. So. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's. Uh... So I was looking at highest paid actors, it was just an interesting thing. Mm. Um, yeah, these, these conversations need do need to happen. Um, but they on both sides they need to happen at a kind of in a conversational format. Yeah. It, it can't just because someone has some opinion that is utterly horrifying to you doesn't mean it's okay to suddenly shout and scream and get mad about it. Like yeah. that we don't progress that way. Um and that is 99.9% of how kind of modern day advertising and marketing works. Yeah. Is like, here's an opinion. Well, I disagree, but viral. <laughs> <laughs> the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and yeah, and, and that's, that's just how you read any, any kind of newspaper and they will take the smallest part of the story, blow it out of absolute proportion and then that's what people talk about. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, because I know you as an editor, as a writer, you know that that's going to generate like a storm. You know that that's going to piss people off. You know that it's going to get memed or it's going to go viral or, you know, that people are going to put in complaints and that's good. It's good for business. Yeah. It's terrible for everyone's mental health. But yep. It's so good for money. Yeah. Again, it's sort of pitting one, one group of people off against another means you get two lots of views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, let's let the music rise, and then we'll be back. Uh, I hope it's a good track. I hope this is a it's really good. nice bit of stuff. So, so dude, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was good though. 
Yeah. I think uh, I think something that you and I both try and adhere to in our life is just like sticking to your thing, like kind of being true to yourself. Yeah. Um, whether or not, whether you think that's kind of gonna gain favor, um, and yeah, I think I think it is important to have these conversations and sometimes to kind of call people and society out for their like small-mindedness and closed-mindedness. Um, it's it's quite strange because I I think I think the the message over the course of the last half an hour has mostly been about inclusivity and about sort of. I think it's like I think generally it, it's quite positive, but my reluctance and nervousness is a is living in fear of offending someone. Yeah. Which there's 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 so many different types of people. There's people who are almost offended in a career sense. That is their like their natural state. Yeah. Um, those people couldn't give too much of a fuck. But when you've actually got people who are trying to live their lives and it's a bit like either why have you said that and you know that could hurt me or why have you misrepresented me or why have you there's a, there's a lot of real genuine feelings and that sort of the complexity of that that makes it sort of makes some subjects almost unbroachable except when you've got like a couple of pints in you down to Pablo <laughs> yeah, yeah no <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's, um, I think I think because of kind of the sort of outrage culture where it's sort of it's default for people to just blow up because yeah. they disagree or they as you said they feel offended um, it can be a bit like oh, maybe I just won't talk about it instead but that's that's that only encourages that situation of a handful of people blowing up when a subject comes up yeah. because because it, the conversation is not the norm and for the most part all conversations should be normal and talking about people and including people should be just the absolute the bedrock of society it should be the standard shouldn't be you know, we shouldn't have to have headlines about, you know, a, a female James Bond or a gay Dumbledore. Like, it sh- that should just be like, yeah, okay, well, yeah. no one complained that Harry Potter was straight, so what's the difference? Like, yeah. um, I'm actually, I'm even thinking about sort of the way that I would have worded it earlier in the episode about the fact that sort of like retro, retroactively saying like that, that Dumbledore was gay. And it's a bit like, well... It's not like every second sentence she'd have to be like, he walked as a gay man. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like, like, so it, it, it does still work with the character. But I think, because that's another thing where I'm worried about the wording. And my, my concern isn't sort of like people have to be actively advertising every facet of their life as a, as a character in anything or as a real person. But I think just sort of the idea of sticking these things on almost as a sales pitch. I think that's... Yeah, it's a I, little ugly. Yeah, that that I I just don't resonate with very well. Again, it's sort of it's it's such a it's something that you have to be. I'm gonna say like I'm thinking you have to be delicate with, but not in a like be delicate in case again you you sort of start offending the wrong people. It's more you have to be delicate because there are real people and real feelings involved. Yeah. So yeah, I think generally in life I just don't really see any need to upset people needlessly it's not about offence at that point it's about seeing everyone as who they are and making sure that you are being just like a decent ass human being yeah it's um yeah just like don't be a dick to people don't like, be a dick yeah that's kind of it and 
that conversation I don't want to run too far down this road but that conversation comes up a lot uh, around comedy yeah um, where it's like oh you can make jokes about anything it's like you're right you can make jokes about anything but if you're targeting someone that immediately isn't a joke yeah that's just you being horrible to that person yeah um so you can make I, I personally feel like you, you should be able to make a joke about anything um, but there if you were to like point at someone in the crowd or talk about someone by name and then make a joke at their expense then that's that's not funny anymore you're just being horrible you're essentially just being a, a playground bully like yeah. there's no difference yeah um, and I think a lot of kind of like cheap comedians will 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 do that to generate the, the kind of headlines and generate the laughs in the crowd Um but I, I think there are comedians out there that really are what you would consider on PC, but are very clever about it and very yeah. intelligent. And Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then there are people that, you know, I'm not going to name anyone, but will kind of like, will specifically talk about people and then just insult them. Yeah. And then other people that are kind of mean spirited will laugh and it will come off like it was a successful joke. And it's like, no, you just, you're just, you're just a pandering to the cocks. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, and it's just like, yeah, don't don't be a dick because yeah. that's just lame. Like, and you you can make a joke about anything because it's it's all about the joke. Yeah, it's all about the the craft, the art of telling a joke. That is what is funny. You can you can make a joke about anything, and if your timing's off and you've read the room wrong, then it's going to fall flat. It doesn't matter what the subject is. Yeah. Whereas you could make a really un PC, really quote unquote offensive joke, but if you're a master of telling jokes, you've nailed it, and it's always in the joke. Yeah. Um, and R- like Ricky Gervais very specifically I know he rubs a lot of people up the wrong way but he talks about that like he will use a subject that he knows is going to wind people up but he will make it it will be in the joke but it won't be the butt of the joke yeah. it will be it will be the setting <laughs> yeah. of yeah and uh, there is there is a a bit that he did sort of explaining another one of his jokes basically boiling down the entire thing and then saying so the target of the joke was this person yeah it's just the joke in general contained this yeah. person um yeah again the line is thin and that's why he gets paid the big bucks <laughs> because he gets to just about navigate yeah, <laughs> yeah. and still get booked yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> 2020 yeah what a fucking year yeah i don't i don't think this is what I don't, I don't think this is what the, the podcast will be every episode <laughs> if a season two. I'm kidding. No, this is our new agenda now. Uh, we oh, reeled you in. Yeah. <laughs> we reeled you in in season one. <laughs> Dick jokes are gone. Now we're going to change the world. Topical sad news. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, there was a whole there was a whole topic that you wanted to cover, which has been derailed. We'll get there. Yeah. I think, I think, I think we'll just have to talk about it. If nuclear war doesn't break out, we'll get around to it. Sick. Cool. Otherwise, um, can't wait to see you on the front lines, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Best of luck to Gen Z. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry it was you. (laughs) Cool thing is that it's going to make for some rad stories. So I I don't mean like long term. I mean like Instagram stories. Like (laughs) this new war is going to be horrible. So uh, (laughs) yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, be good to each other. Don't, don't cause an, any potentially illegal wars, and um, do your recycling. Definitely do your recycling. Like for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we play some outro music? I was, I was thinking about this. Like, 
two releases will come out this week. Uh, no, no. One release will come out last week. One mm-hmm. will release this week. We'll have brand new Ruiner, mm-hmm. which isn't out yet at the time of recording. And brand new, I'm going to get it wrong, was Rob's project. Let's get this right. He's been so lovely to us. I want to make sure we're promoing this perfectly. Night City Slow Lane. Night City Slow Lane. Do you reckon we can get Rob to release a track to us? I reckon so. We've yeah. done it before. Yeah. So, uh, so he that doesn't... we can open the episode and close the episode with Rob's music. Amazing. We just get bookend, bookended by some beautiful lo-fi. Welcome to the team, bro. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Rob doesn't know it yet, but by the time it comes out, he'll probably have a vague idea. This is one of the new tracks of his new album. This is... I'll drop in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Peace. So, from the brand new album, one more time for Mr. Mori and the Boys... This is Stars Hollow by Night City Slow Lane.